What's going on, John Boy? Oh, hey, Gavin. How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Finally relaxing. Yeah, I hear that, man. I hear that. Finally got some food in my stomach, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, girlfriend's making food right now, but podcast got to get recorded, man. So I'll eat after. You bet, man. Don't wait for nobody. Right. So how you been today? I'm good, man. It's just kind of warm here, but that's not too bad. It's out spraying all day, so. Yeah, it, wasn't, it was hot here, but it wasn't, like, unbearable. Like, I went out there on the public land and walked two or three miles today. Oh, wow. That's right, because you're out picking up cameras, right? Yep, I knew they were in good spots and checked them. And I didn't even know I put the one on video. The camera was dead. And I was going through it. I'm like, these fucking pictures are blurry as shit. And then after I download them, I'm like, oh, shit, they're video. And then I'm like, oh, these are fucking way dope. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I got like eight different bucks with these two cameras. They're about a mile apart on two different chunks that basically connect. And one's a good one, bro. Honestly, just because it's a public land buck, I might go after him. Oh, really? Because like right now, he's he's about as big as just about the ones on the farm other than one or two of them. Oh, wow. And he's public land. But uh, honestly, I'm thinking I might take my nephew used day out there and try to get him one of them bucks. Because there's, there's awesome. some good ones. Hell yeah, man. That's good. That's at least there's something there, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you say you were spraying today? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, spraying weed stubble, yeah. Killing the weeds. Yeah. That shit does wonders to the fields. Before they sprayed ours, I was like, damn, these beans are kind of shitty this year. And then he sprayed them, and boom, they bloomed up. Oh, really? Wow. <clears throat> See, we're spraying paraquat, trying to burn all the weeds off. Okay, okay. But uh, I figure let's just get him in here, man. Get in, do it hot and heavy. Yeah, let's good. Old Chase Turner, suburban bow hunter from Georgia, I believe. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he's a Georgia boy. Right on. But uh, you got any weekend playing? Uh, let's see. This weekend, no, I don't. As of right now, other than you know deer stuff, I got to go out and spray the food plot. I know I have to do that by this weekend. But I gotta get yeah. the new pot sprayed so I can get those uh those fall pots in. Yeah, if I gotta do the same, gotta spray and put some fertilizer, liquid fertilizer, liquid lime down, stuff like that. Get it all sprayed. Uh, tractor ignition's out right now. I couldn't get the fucking tractor started, so hopefully we can replace the ignition and get that going. Before uh, yeah, yeah. Planting season gets here because yeah. it needs it bad. I mean, we still got quite a bit of food plots. I got a bunch of clover fields from last year. We got all the persimmon trees and got corn planted, but I'd really love to have that mixed brassica from yeah, uh, uh, Whitetail Institute. I'm going to try it this year. It's winter greens. It's like three or four different blends of like brassicas, uh, some for the early and then some for late. I'm just going to plant those in two or three different spots just throughout that middle field, try to get a, a bunch of more diversity of food in there for the deer. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I got that uh, last bite that I got to get in, and then I got those uh, well, whitetail radishes that I need to get into. So I'm going to just kind of do a mixture there on the south side of the food plot. Yep, yep. I've used that last bite from uh, Mossy Oak Biologic, right? Yeah, yep. Yep. It was like endorsed or made for the jury guys. And the one I used had the jury brothers both on the package. Okay. Now I'm excited to try that out and see what it does. Yep, it, it works good, man. That's a that's a good blend. I put it right there in front of like more of like a bow stand. Just put it closer to the bow or the tree stand than the other food plot was, just to have that little bit of difference. Hopefully, to bring them in closer to the tree stand. Oh uh, yeah, gotcha. But I sent him one. Let's see. Uh, I'll send him another one. I was just talking to. Him. 
But it should be a good one, man. I've never really talked to anybody that suburban bow hunts. So it should be interesting. I was watching a couple of his videos, and uh, he killed, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but he killed a good buck. Had a broken G2 or G3. Shot it right there behind the house. Like in the video, they're legit walking through somebody's backyard to go down there and hunt it. Wow. Just reminds me of those Seek One guys. You know, I watch them on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, yeah they do. I'm sure they do very, very similar because they're both Georgia, too. So I'm wondering what yeah. part of Georgia is in. Yeah, I wonder if I think they're in the, the Atlanta area. So I wonder if he's in the same area or not. Yeah, I see that's where they started is Atlanta now. There he yeah. is. What's going on, Chase? What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. You got me, I'm Gavin, and uh, you got John, so you know our voices. All right. John, say hello. How's it going, Chase? Good. How are you, buddy? All pretty good, man. Good deal. We're excited to talk with you, man. Uh, we haven't done a suburban bow hunting for whitetails yet, so I don't know. I'm excited to ask you some questions because uh, I've actually been talking to people about it. They, they've asked me if I've ever done it. I was like, dude, I've never even looked into it, so I don't even know where to start. Right. So it should be, should be a good conversation, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff you can talk about, that's for sure. I hadn't done a podcast in a little bit. I I had one scheduled uh, a couple months ago, and I I ended up I was so dang busy I never got to mess with it. And then we was on the way to NWTF in Nashville, so we was on the way there, and I tried to do it in the car, and it just never worked. What had bad yep. or whatever. So I it's, up, it's hard to work around some people's busy schedules. Like I've got some people I've talked to for. A few weeks trying to get him on the podcast just ended right. up not working out. Right. I know where you're at, Chase, because I had to do a podcast with working class bow hunter, and I was in the tractor. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I made it work. I don't know how, but we got we got it to work. So. Right. I, man, I've been crazy here lately between my full time job and then us trying to do this YouTube channel and find deer and just ending turkey season and all that stuff. So I've I've been wide open here lately, but yeah. Keeps yeah. Working a full time job, man, and then trying to do this whitetail shit full time. It's it's definitely time consuming. Like I just got out of the woods about an hour ago, checking yep. some public land cams. I got you. But uh, Chase, man, let's start off with a little little background on you, so uh, listeners need to get to know you a little better. Get us to get to know you a little better. Like where you're from, how old are you, like how'd you get into hunting, all that fun stuff. No, I yeah. Uh, so my name's Chase. Obviously, I'm 27. Uh, I pretty much, I got into, I got into hunting just from my dad and my grandpa and stuff like that. That's why my YouTube channel, it's called fam trad or whatever it stands for family tradition. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I just, my dad, he was obsessed with it when he was younger. And then whenever I got brought up, he brought me up doing it. And he, uh, I don't know, whenever I was probably, I guess around 16 or so, once I got my license and stuff and I was able to, you know go on my own and hunt where i wanted to and get my own spots and stuff like that and then i started using a bow a lot and then i just become obsessed with it i guess and then my dad actually he's a big competition coon hunter now so he doesn't really deer hunt as much as he used to so well i guess like he kind of put it down a little bit and then i picked up where he left off at and then i don't know i just have an obsession with deer and hunting them and figuring them out and stuff like that so that's yeah, where nothing I like it man right so where you're from Georgia, right? You're a Georgia boy. Yep. Yeah, I'm about I'm about forty five minutes north of Atlanta. Okay. We were just uh, talking right before you got on here, because uh, we've never talked to really anybody from suburban bow hunting. But John likes to seek one guys a lot, and I've watched some of their videos and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, I live probably thirty minutes from Lee. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, 
yeah, Lee, he's a really cool dude. He's way, way bigger into it than I am, but that dude right there is hardcore deer hunting. But I've I've been to his house a couple of times, and I've I actually filmed a turkey hunt for him back in turkey season up next to my house. And then uh, me and him was hunting a deer that looked identical to each other, and I'd been talking to him the night that he killed it, the deer that he killed last year called Sig that's what he called it or whatever and he shot it and i'd been talking to him that evening or whatever so i went over there and checked it out and everything and they're uh they're cool dudes for sure yeah they're they're diehards i see all their like uh like their stories where he's like yep just knocked on 86 doors i'm like oh yeah damn look because <laughs> yeah. i ain't never knocked on that many doors in my life right yeah yeah so that's what you gotta do if you want to get on them bucks man oh yeah yeah that Lee, man, he, which Drew is too. I just don't know him as good as Lee, I guess. And I don't know Lee very good. I just, I've talked a lot of hunting with him, but Lee, he's a, I don't know, man, he's a different breed. When he gets locked in on one, he goes full fledged, nothing but knocking doors and finding property and scouting. I mean, everything, watching them from the road. And he, uh, he's hardcore, that's for sure. Which one was that one that uh, he shot and ended up dying like next to a tennis court? Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and watch. I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't know what he called it right off. He names them so much crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. He gets on some monsters, man. Like some yeah. of them bucks he killed, like cannot believe they're sitting there in the suburbs of Atlanta. Right. It blew my mind walking in his trophy room. Cause you know, you see the videos of them, but deer that caliber, it's a, it's a different story when you see them in person. I mean, they look big and huge on video, obviously, but in person, man, it's it's crazy. Like when I first walked in his trophy room that night last year, I was like, "What in the world?" Like, yeah, <laughs> literally, it's like horns hanging everywhere. Yeah, that's crazy. So, how did you uh, get your start in suburban bow hunting? Or do you have you always been doing it since you were a kid? Well, my I when I was younger, I hunted a lot of like uh, bigger woods. Like we had a lease down in South Georgia, a few hundred acres. Had a thousand acres here. You know, we'd. We'd go down there on the weekend like everybody in Georgia does. You know, you head down south and you hunt pines and food plots and stuff like that. And and then kind of once my dad started slowly getting out, my dad owns it on his own uh, trucking and grading business. So us being like 30 minutes from Atlanta, a lot of his work is in Atlanta. Well, when I was growing up, 14, 15 year old, I wasn't able to drive down there, you know. Well, he was all the time down there and, you know, he would get like, a job down there grading out for a house and he would see a bunch of deer that working that day or whatever. So he got to the point where he's like, all right, y- y'all care if I hunt, you know? So my dad really got into it years and years ago. I mean, 10, 15 years ago, I guess. And he started doing it. And then it got to the point for him. Once he started coon hunting and stuff, he just kind of got out of it. So he left me like one or two spots, not in Atlanta, but like, kind of closer to my house but it was still suburban in the backside of neighborhoods and stuff like that yeah and so we kind of hunted i i shot my first deer down there with a bow doing like that you know with him and then he got another spot it was like 800 acres but it was 800 acres kind of suburban kind of country like one side of it was the back side of like big like if you stand on the power line on that piece of property, you could see the skyline of Atlanta. So it was like right on the borderline of it, you know, and there's a lot of big yeah. deal. So I just like, it kind of clicked with me. I was like, all right, like I go down South, you're going to, you can see deer and stuff, but just like, 
up around Atlanta and stuff where these little patches are where they get trapped in there. They just have just a lot more room to hide and a lot of stuff to eat and they just grow a lot bigger. You know, just have a lot, you got a lot better potential of killing one in somewhere like that than you do in South Georgia or something. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying you can't shoot them down there, but you got a lot better chance of doing it. Yeah. For one thing, uh, one thing that makes buck grow a lot is, uh, like being stressed out. I bet them deer probably aren't as stressed out as a normal deer sitting on one of them hunting clubs and stuff, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause we live, uh, I live, John lives in Kansas, but I live in, uh, Indiana right across from Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, just the way these properties are, I thought about it, thought about doing some door knocking for out of state. Is it just basically neighborhoods and then in between these neighborhoods and these highways and stuff is just decent sized chunks of woods? Is that what it looks like out there? Yeah, for the most part. You know, it's like like Metro Atlanta is where I hunt at. Like Lee and them, they, they have a few things. They have a few spots that are like deep, deep Atlanta, like Sandy Springs area. You know, you'll like, you'll, I mean, you'll be going through nothing but concrete and then you'll have a three acre patch right there that may run up into another 50 acres that the city owns or something like that you know where it holds a few deer or something but like where i hunt at it's more of like you know you'll have like your bigger patches of neighborhood neighborhoods and stuff like that and then you'll have like in the back side of them you'll have maybe like 40 acres that the hoa owns and 90 percent of the time an hoa isn't gonna let you hunt so you just I, the way I do it is treat that as kind of like a sanctuary. And a lot of times it is, you know, you'll find a bunch of deer that hang out right there. And sometimes you'll get an HOA uh, property that they'll let you run a camera or something like that on or may let you hunt. But you'll have a patch like that, like a bigger patch, and then you'll have these little branches that run off of it. Say there's a creek that comes through it, and it runs through these neighborhoods where they can't build a house. And then you'll have like a neighborhood that has like three, four, five-acre lots, six-acre six lots. And I try to go down through there, and I'll get those spots that lead into that one big spot that nobody can hunt. You know what I mean? So you just got, like, these big yeah. – you'll figure out where they work at. I mean, some of them, man, you'll see them cross right through the middle of a Kroger parking lot, and then some of them <laughs> ever see them in your whole entire life. You know, they'll, they'll just cruise those little bitty little bitty pinch points and little strips of woods, two acres, you know. Yeah, some of the biggest bucks I've seen to this day were in neighborhoods right. around here in Indiana. I mean, I've seen some giants right behind people's houses, running through people's front yards and shit. Right. Yep. So, uh, what do you do when you get your start? Do you do door knocking, or do you just already have these properties? Yeah, I I work for the power company, so a lot. Some of my spots, I'll get them while I'm at work. You know, if we go to set a pole somewhere or something like that, and then I see that it may have potential or something, I made. I may talk to them while I'm there and get it like that. And then we have, I have door knocking days to where I'll go down, I'll pick a spot out on, on the map, you know, and I'll go down there and, you know, I'll see a Creek running through it or a bigger patch of woods. And I'll be like, all right, I'll go check this out this weekend. And then I'll spend the whole day down there just door knocking yeah. or like here lately, I've been ri- doing a lot of riding. So I'll just jump on a road where I can see a big high line or a kudzu field or a big pasture or something like that. That's down there, you know, and, I'll just sit there and glass those for the evening or whatever. If I see if I see a good one doing something like that, then I'll go. Then that next Saturday or next day, if I got a day or something like that, then I'll go to beating doors down. Like last year, I was on call one night and I got sent on an outage and we was going down a road and we passed a high line and there was a bachelor group out there and one of them, he ended up getting killed by a girl, but he was a mid sixties eight pointer. He was giant. Damn. 
yeah, he was huge for an eight pointer. And, uh, that's huge. Yeah. He had a couple of deer running with him that were really good deer also. So that following weekend, I just went back down there and went to beating doors down and I ended up getting, I think two or three spots on him. And I, I got a bunch of pictures of him, a bunch of trail camera pictures of him. And then ended up losing a spot, which is a big thing down there. You never know what you'll get to keep and what you want. And then, uh, so yes, uh, I find a lot of them like that too, you know, just spotting them, seeing them on the side of the road and then I'll, all right, there's a big one here somewhere, you know, close by. So I'll hone yep. it for a little bit. And if I can get a spot on it, I'll run a camera and try to find him and figure out what he's doing and go from there. And then, it, and then some of my spots I've had for four or five years. Hell yeah. So uh, let's go into your door knocking. I'm, a lot of people ask that. A lot of people yeah. wonder like what you should say when you walk up to the door, what's your little spiel that you give? Um, so usually I'll just tell them like, like usually I knock on the door, they'll come out looking confused and all, you know, obviously. And then I'm just like, usually I'll just say, Hey, my name's Chase Turner. I have a YouTube channel where we go around and we hunt suburban, uh, or we hunt smaller patches of woods in suburban areas. Now, and usually I'll try to tell them that I already have a spot close by, whether I do or not, just to kind of yeah. feel that, all right, he is already right here somewhere. So, and, um, uh, there's a, there's a ton of different ways you can just slide in a little, something and you know make them feel a little bit more comfortable or something like that and then sometimes i'll tell them i try not to mention anything about big bucks because obviously that looks bad to some people they think you're down there just trying to shoot stuff with big horns and stuff yeah, trophy but, hunting. people people hate on trophy hunting for sure oh, oh yeah they do and so usually sometimes i'll tell them you know i've seen a deer in this area and i'm trying to get pictures of him and maybe you know Sometimes I may tell a little white lie or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's got a broke leg. I'm trying to see if he's all right. Maybe we try to take him out of the herd or something like that. You know, what I'm hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Exactly, exactly. But most of the time, I'll tell him that, and then which we do, we try to donate some meat and stuff like that. So I'll tell him like, if we do end up shooting one, we'll uh, we try to donate the meat to somebody's family if we don't need any and and uh, stuff like that. And I've told him. I've told them a bunch of different things. I honestly, I, I go just from off the tip of the tongue when I get yeah. to the, and they come out, I just try to read them real quick. And then whatever rolls off, rolls off. Sometimes it may sound like jibber jabber. And then sometimes it may just come out perfect. And they're like, heck yeah, let's do it. So I'm sure you ran into a people like you're not killing my neighborhood pet. Oh yeah. We got <laughs> on us last week. Uh, I've been watching a big high line down there. I've, I found a buck, uh, two weeks ago i seen him in that power line got some spots on it got him on camera the next night and then the next weekend i went down there and i was going to watch that power line again i've been seeing him in it a couple of times i seen him in it last year and uh the guy to the left of the power line he cannot stand hunters i asked him for permission last year and he went straight crybaby mode on me you're not <laughs> it's blah 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 went on and on and on whatever that's cool you know i understand left no hard feelings whatever go to the next spot well i guess he remembered my truck or something so i parked on the opposite side of the road uh last weekend and i walked across the road and there's like a row of bushes in the high line right there that the power company owns he don't own it so i, I didn't really care you know so i hid behind those bushes and i was gonna video the power line that night well he pulls out of his driveway and sees me and calls the police and oh no way <laughs> but what, what, what the cops say nothing really i he's just kind of like what 
well, he'd actually caught me on the other end of a power line that Friday. That was on a Sunday evening. He caught, or I say caught, I guess not caught. He just seen me spotting. He, I was glassing the other end of a power line Friday evening, and he pulled up. He's like, you good? I was like, yeah, I'm just videoing deer in this power line. He's like, all right, cool. Be careful when you pull out right here. I was like, all right. Well, then Sunday he gets a call on me. So he comes back out, and, he's, and when I come across back across the road with video camera and everything, he's like, he's like, what's the deal man like what are you doing and i was like man i can go into my whole spiel if you want me to but i'm just like super hardcore about this and he, <laughs> i was like dude i'm doing the exact same fucking thing i was doing friday and you didn't give a shit. <laughs> right. i'm like man I, I was like you're not gonna understand it but like i come down here and i watch these deer to try to figure out where they're going why they're going there where they're coming from are they bedding over here and where they, are they going over here to feed and blah, blah blah and he's just looking at me like cross out like all right yeah, like I say, non-hunters, right. they just they don't get it. Some no. people can, but majority of people just will never understand mm-hmm. how much we care about the deer. We don't obviously. Right. We want to go out there and kill. We're killers. I'm a killer. That's that's what I do. Right. But I still deer is my favorite animal behind a wolf. I right. love deer with with everything in my heart, and I do a lot for them. That's mm-hmm. my thing. Is all these people want to talk shit about hunters, and then like, what the fuck did you do for the the deer this year? Exactly. Oh, I didn't do nothing. Well, I spent a few hundred dollars, and I'm making herd healthier and better. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, don't understand the level of respect that we actually have for the deer, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. They don't understand that. I, I told a guy that a uh, a couple weekends ago. I knocked on a door, and he's just like, "No, you're not. You're not hunting." He's like for these deer. I don't know if you kind of understand where I'm at or not. I said, but I said, a lot of people down here, they take it as when I ask if I can come hunting, they take that as when you get in a deer stand, every deer you see, you're shooting it. And I'm like, that is not the case whatsoever. Like I'm looking for the oldest, maturest, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I'm, I'm not down here just to wipe the herd out. Like I don't want to do that, obviously, or I'll never have nowhere to hunt. So a lot of people they don't understand like what all we have what what we put into it you know like like a deer i i'll go to far measures to make sure a deer will live until next year you know what i mean like i like you just said like they nobody understands the respect we have for them they think we're just cold-blooded killers kill all deer yep yeah little they know we sit there and go put hours in it just get one picture of this deer try to figure them out like (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a lot of misunderstanding in it with people, and then uh, especially down there because I mean, obviously it's a city. They ninety percent of those people don't even they've never even been hunting or anything. Seen it. Let's say Georgia is or Atlanta, at least is probably a pretty liberal city. Most big cities are. Oh yeah, yep. You see, that's our problem with Louisville. Louisville's got a bunch of just like. Nah, I don't want to say the words. They're just different from me, man. They're exactly. I hate going to fucking Louisville. I go to Louisville every day from work, and the, the dumb shit I see these motherfuckers do blows my mind. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> That's why I, I'll, I'll stay in mind. It's a little smaller town. Even where I live, you see some dumb people. But Louisville and bigger cities, it's just there's more people, and I, they're all in a hurry or something. I don't know what the fuck's up. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, said you got you get new permission. What are you doing first? You knock on the door. They're like, yeah, you can come up. That's cool. So, what are you doing at that point? So, usually I'll either that day. Usually, I used to I used to keep a couple cameras with me 
and if I got permission, I'd put it out just then. And I do that now if I happen to have a camera with me. But usually I'll just kind of be like, all right, well, I'll come back next weekend and uh, I'll put a camera up and stuff like that. And then I usually ask them if I can just look at it that day to see if it's even possible to hunt. If I haven't went back there and looked at it yet or know what it looks like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you can look at it on eScout and then you, you walk in there and you're like, well, fuck, where am I going to hunt? Right. Yeah, right. So usually I'll go down there and I'll do a little just like quick scout through, just walk through it real quick, see, which obviously usually it's four to five acres, so I can walk it in a minute. Yeah. So usually it just depends on like what kind of property is like. Like I got one spot right now that I've got a bunch of good bucks showing up at, but it's four acres on the corner of about 110 acres that city of Atlanta owns. So this one corner I have is up next to the road on the edge of a four way. And this one guy has a lot right there that is huntable. That's the only spot where you can get close enough to that 110 acres right there. Mm -hmm. And so the deer they have no reason to come up there you know what i mean so that's just one of those spots where i have to feed at but can you guys feed you around in georgia yeah we can we can hunt over it and everything so that's what I thought. same with john in kansas right yeah. so i so spots like that you know I'll, I'll throw out feed and throw a camera on it but i i don't i try not to do that just because the deer down here man they get so weary of it and so usually, so if I get like a funnel spot where I got a few spots where it's leading from a big patch and then there's a pinch point right there and then another spot, usually I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw a mock scrape out or throw it on a trail or something like that and go from there and then see what happens, you know, but like mo- a bunch of the spots down there, I, I'll throw feet on just to kind of veer them to narrow it down right there. You know what I mean? But yeah, do they get some pictures of them? Right. And then, so then I just go from there and go check an inventory. I mean, I got Finally, I, I got an iPad the other day, and I've got all my pictures on there sorted out from years to to what deer it is, and by the year. And I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it super organized where I can mark down daylight days where certain deer that I've come through on what days and moon phases and shit like that. I'm trying to get like. Oh yeah. But, but that past history, man. I, I like doing that too. My problem is I basically use my phone to download all the pictures and then i'll lose space so i delete them i need to start uploading them to the computer so i don't lose them exactly that's what i tried to do on this ipad the other day so i'm going to try to see if that helps me any of this year i've been i got one deer that i hunted down there the past this will be the third deer hunting it or third year hunting them so i'm trying and everything to figure out what his <laughs> hell yeah john boy what you thinking i know you got a question yeah, Chase, I'm just wondering kind of like what cameras do you, are you running? Are you running cell cameras or just your regular old SD card cameras? I got a little bit of both. I got I got a few uh, cell cameras right now. I'm running the Moultrie Deltas. I, I've had good luck with those, and they're pretty cheap for the most part right now. So I'm running those right now, and then I got I got a few just rando uh, traditional cameras, card cameras. And, we, uh, man, I, I'm a trail camera freak, so I – me too. I'll run. So yeah, <laughs> I'll run two or three cameras on five acres just to see like where exactly they're coming out and where yeah. they're leaving. Coming in, I mean, may have all three cameras may have the same exact pictures on them, but I don't know. I just I, I love running trail cameras. Yeah, me too. I'm, that's why I went and checked that camera today. I was like, it's only been out there a month. Yeah. Probably shouldn't go check it, but I was like, I'm really curious what they're doing back there. Yeah, it's like a lottery ticket to me. <laughs> yeah. 
So. Nothing better, man. When you pull that camera and you get a picture of a buck that you didn't even know about, and he's a stud. Get your oh yeah, racing. I love it. I, that's why I like the cell cameras too, man. They just, yeah. Oh, like, like last night I had a deer. I shot him two years ago. I shot him two years ago from the ground. Hit him high shoulder. Didn't find him. He come back later that year. Never got another shot on him. And then last year in November, I drew back on him and got tangled up in my safety harness, and he run off. Got it on video, and then usually every year he'll show up like mid-June. I already have pictures of him, and I haven't had a single picture of him this year. So I was already thinking, like, dang, did he get hit by a car? Is he dead? Like, you know, what the heck? Well, last night at like 6.30 or so, I had a picture of him, and sure enough, he showed up coming there to some feed I had out. So I automatically call my buddy Levi and just like he's in there like he finally showed up he's all freaking out it's like we won a lottery ticket so quite a bit bigger this year add some inches yeah he he did he's he's uh he's a weirder deer he's probably 20 inches wide but he's real short tined except for his brow tines both of his brow tines one of his brow tines is probably 10 inches long the other one's probably wow. half eight inches but he's a mainframe 10 but his g2s threes and fours they're all his G2s is the tallest, tallest tines he has besides his brows, obviously, and they're probably maybe six inches. You think he's an older buck? Yeah, he's five. He'll be, yeah, this year he'll be five. Yeah, so he's five year old this year. He's monster body on him. He uh, he dwarfs some other deer, but the first year he showed up, he was just wild looking, man. He threw those monster brow tines. And I was going to try not to shoot him, but he come in on me on the ground that evening. I, I'd rattled, rattled him in. So it was kind of one of them, like, man, I can't pass this up, you know, 15 yeah. on the ground. And he ended up busting me, facing me straight on, and I rushed a shot, and I put it high shoulder, and thank God he lived. So It's crazy what the mature bucks can go through, man. My buddy Corey's in the bloodline. I went and him, helped him track a deer like a mile or two. We tracked all night in the middle of the night. He yep. shouldered that buck, and then about two or three weeks later, he saw that buck, and he's pretty sure he got him on trail camera this year already. So Really? Yeah, it's unreal, man. It's literally right before I got on this on this podcast with you guys, I was on FaceTime with my buddy Levi. I had a deer show up this evening at like 530. Never seen him before or anything, but his whole entire right side of his face, it, it looks like he caught on fire. Like it's all almost like melted off. He has no eye. Wow. He's – perfectly looks perfectly healthy besides that he's got a fat belly on him he's eating both sides i wonder what that could be maybe i wonder if it's parasites or maybe he went running across the road maybe got hit or skinned his face no, across the road or something i have no clue this is crazy i'll send you a picture of it whenever we get off of here he's, he's wild looking <laughs> yeah so um do you guys like uh do you guys do presets or do, you do a hanging bang um it just depends a lot of the time early season we're we're usually presetting it we will usually try to find find a spot get a deer that's working it pretty regular we'll hang a set if we don't ha already have a set there when's your guys season and, come in uh we're the second weekend weekend of september okay here so usually usually by mid-august we've already got at least one picked out that we're pretty sure we're hunting opening weekend unless something stupid just shows up randomly you know what i mean yep and then so in, in these areas you're hunting do you have that, like much ag land on the surrounding land or is it not really rose bushes <laughs> yeah, rose bushes yeah rose. Hey, I've, I've, I've been through georgia but i really don't know much about georgia 
Right. Yeah. Count the tulips in her garden. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, that is true. I bet they eat the shit out of people's oh, yeah. nice Kentucky fescue grass and shit. That's my favorite thing to roll up in a house. I'm about to door knock, and they got wire mesh all over the top of their flower beds. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Usually those are yeses. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, keep them deer out, man. Oh, yeah. So have you, have you had any run-ins, like, while you're sitting in a tree stand and somebody be yelling at you? Like, you had any crazy run-ins with some, some of them people in those neighborhoods? I haven't yet. I've, uh, I've had a uh, – Better knock on wood there, Chase. Do what? I said, better knock on wood. You're going to have a booner walking right towards you, and old <laughs> Becky can start yelling at you. Right. Don't shoot my deer. Right. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a couple of curious people, you know, kind of like, like what? Like what are you doing? You know, <laughs> no, just, I, 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 walking through with a bow right through somebody's backyard because I, I yeah. watched one of your videos and you were legit like scooting beside their house, walking yeah. through their backyard. <laughs> you, it, you never know. <laughs> like last year, I had that spot I was telling you about that's on the edge of the 110 acres of the city of Atlanta. They actually have walking trails through it. And <laughs> this was two years ago, I think. I was hunting there, and uh, these this couple comes walking up they've been walking those walking trails or whatever and they come in and i'm like god do i say anything or do i not say anything i don't want i don't want them to get 10 yards and look up and i scare the hell out of them you know so I'm, <laughs> yeah they're like 20 yards and i'm just kind of like <laughs> What's that? they're like looking around finally he sees me he's like what are you doing I'm like dude, <laughs> dude i'm just my- trying to be a tree i like acting like trees <laughs> what do you think i'm doing like you deer hunt like yep here like yep right here (laughs) that's one of my pet peeves when people ask me stupid ass questions like motherfucker you know the answer don't ask me that dumb shit (laughs) oh it's like when you're at the gas station and someone walks up what you doing getting gas yeah like one thing i I, was, I don't remember if it was the sequel. I think it was the sequel one, guys. There was somebody else on a podcast I was listening to. They were saying, like, the deer are so used to where those people are going. Like, you're saying those people are walking. And yeah. I've heard them deer will legit just sit there and watch those people walk down the path. But if you take one or two steps into the woods, then they freak out and they'll take off. Man, it it is honestly crazy to me. I've sat in a deer stand. I could not tell you how many times next to walking trails and stuff that city owns or just sidewalks down the side of the road and stuff like that. And I've sat there and watched deer, whether it be does, whatever, sit there and watch people just walk right by them. I mean, 20, 30 yards from them and it not, and they not budge, just sit there and watch them. I mean, they, they know. Yeah. I think it's the way you walk. Yeah. I've noticed that on my property. If I just walk through the property all quick, making a bunch of noise, the deer don't really give a fuck. But if you're in there sneaking like a predator, Oh, and yeah. they get a little weary about you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep, I, I've I've done it a couple of times. You know, kind of walked up on a deer, and then I'm we've got it on video of me saying it, Levi saying it. And, you know, we'll walk up, we'll walk up on a couple of deer bedded down, or you'll hear one of us. You know, just keep walking, don't stop, and you know, make a scene. I guess you know, we'll just keep walking, act normal. Ninety percent of the times, they'll sit there and just watch you cruise right by. Yeah, because those deer, their whole life, they're sitting there around people every single day. They probably see a person just about every day, you know. Right, and those people see them every day. So 90% of the time, they don't even stop and look at them. Yep. If, you know, so. See, that's the difference from city and country people, man. I see a deer, I don't even care if it's a doe. I'm looking at her if she's across right. the field, man. <laughs> exactly. I got to. It's like, I just have to. 
Yep. Well, imagine that's probably like they are with uh, tractors out here. You know, they see tractors and stuff every day, so they don't they don't pay them no mind. But as soon as you stop the pickup, man, they're gone. Exactly. Yep. yep. See, and I think the tractor thing is just because they can hear that motherfucker boop, 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 coming yep. from four or five hundred yards away. Like I've pulled up on my little ass case tractor, ain't no big tractor. I mean, right up on it. Like I got in between this doe and a fawn one time, and she just was legit walking about. 20 feet behind me just because the fawn was in front of me i was yep. like is this bitch gonna try to attack me on this tractor big ass no too i was like i'm not getting off right <laughs> but then then you get off that tractor and boop, they gone yep yep so john what are you thinking here man it, it'll blow your mind how smart they are and, it, and being a suburban hunter you'll get it a ton people what like you hunt those easy deer down there like you hunt those city deer down there like Man, if you only knew, like, <laughs> if it was so easy, you would be down here doing it also. Like, you can't lie to me, man. It, there's a lot of drama that goes into it. You I mean, you, you got to think now that Seek One has absolutely blew up. There's a 10 times more. Oh, yeah. I can say the Seek One guys for the Suburban and then hunting public guys for, like, public land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's they've, just, they've done good for the industry, but uh, a little right. bad for the guys that want to get after these bucks. Right, and I at mean, the same time, at all for doing what they're doing. I, I mean, it's a dream of mine. I hope my channel yep. they just like that. But and man, it it it'll cause some drama too. I mean, there's a patch of every. It's got to the point now where almost every patch of woods down there, somebody is hunting. If you got a big deer on camera, some you're not the only one hunting it down there now. Yeah, yep. you think uh-huh. you are first month or so, but then when season kicks in, you're gonna start. You're going to start figuring out. You'll start seeing that same truck parked over there in the driveway with a hunting sticker on the back of it, stuff like that, you know. And I had a run-in with a guy last year, and me and him, we're actually friends now, but he, uh, those big deer I was telling you about I seen in that power line, he, uh, I found them, went to banging on doors. Well, he found them about a week after me. He went and did the same thing. Well, he got a spot that I guess I had overlooked right there and put a camera out. Well, about a week later – they was some guys working at that house and they stole his SD card come to find out later in the year, he figured out it was them. But at the time he had knocked on a door that I had gained permission on. And that guy said, no, a guy named Chase Turner, he already hunts here. Here's this number. If you want to call him, you can see if maybe he's cool with both of y'all hunting here or whatever. Well, obviously with the hunter's rule, he didn't. And so I didn't know who he was at all. Well, one night I'm laying in the bed on like a Sunday evening. I get a phone call. I don't answer it. He calls me again. I answer it. Like, hello? He's like, is this Chase? I'm like, yeah. He's like, listen, man. He's like, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. He's like, but you stay on your side of the land, and, or you stay on your property. I'll stay on my property. He said, I've had an SD card come up missing. He said, don't touch my stuff, and I won't touch your stuff. And I'm like, do what? Like, <laughs> say, what? What's going on, buddy? caught me way off guard. I had no clue that he was even in that patch of woods, you know? And uh, he went off, man, blaming me, like accusing me of stealing his card and stuff like that. And I'm like, look, bud, if there's one thing I am not, it is, it is a poacher and a thief. Like, I, I promise you I haven't took your card. Obviously, he didn't believe me. Well, a couple of weeks later, he uh, he ends up finally getting a picture of those dudes. They actually stole another card. He hung another camera right there and got pictures of them stealing it. He called me apologizing and everything. And – uh it actually ended up being pretty cool, man. He We ended up becoming friends over it, and he actually, later in the year, he tagged out 
And then I had a deer working on his side of the creek. I had permission on his side of the creek, but he had another spot that butted up to it. Mm-hmm. And he ended up, I don't know if you watched the video of the deer that I killed last year, but if you watch it, that's who I'm talking about. He Is actually, that the broken time bug? Yeah. Yep. He actually gave me permission to come in from his side because he was already tagged out so I could access my stand easier. And I ended up shooting that deer like the second day of it. So. That was, pretty, yeah, that, was, that was that was a good video, dude. Yeah, that's, turned, that's the only one I had time to watch, but yeah, it turned out good. Yeah, it, it turned out pretty sweet. Filming's hard, man. That's one thing I want to talk to you because John's going in his first year ever filming. I've been doing it for over a decade, and then uh, I got the rest of my crew they're going on their first year too. So it's gonna be interesting because yeah. we're going hard, man. That's like you said, we're that's what we want to do. We want to be like those other guys. We want to be like right. the hunting public guys, but we want to yeah. put our twist on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole nother, whole nother ball game when you get that thing in the in the stand with you. I think uh, it at least makes it a third harder. Like if okay. I didn't wasn't self filming, like self filming, it's just so much more. You got to carry more gear. You got to worry about getting that deer. Figure out where he's gonna walk. Get that yep. in the frame. It's. Yeah. I think it honestly makes it twice as hard personally. Exactly. Yeah, it does for sure. It, it is a big, big pain. That was, well, like that video that broke time deer from last year. You know. I'm, I, I drew back on him like five times that morning, and finally I told my buddy Levi, I was like, "Dude, he's rutting hard right now. He's coming about every time you call. Like he's stuck in this patch of woods with a hot doe. Like we've got to get down there this evening and you film, and we should shoot him. And we did. And this year we're gonna try to maybe fork out a little bit of money or find a freelancer that's just getting into videography and wants to help out. You know, for little to nothing. You know, I mean, we ain't got Buku's money. We can just throw it a cameraman, but we're gonna try to." try to do something like that where it makes footage a little bit cleaner, you know, and then if we can't, yep. they'll film obviously, but it, it's definitely hard. It's Yeah. I thought about doing that. I thought about trying to offer, like just hit up some of the more big wig guys. Like if you ever come towards Indiana or Kentucky, man, hit me up. I've been filming since I was about six years old. I mean, I, yep. I was that person. That's always been my passion. And so yep. I was probably 15 or 16. I want to be an animal photographer, yep. animal videographer. And I mean, I used to put, that time and I used to take pictures with the, the old school uh, film cameras and then used yep. to lug around one of those giant shoulder cameras that took a VHS tape. So, oh, yeah. So I just thought about doing that. That's a good way to get in the industry, man. You go film one of these big wigs and they realize you, you know what you're doing. You get a good kill on film and then they give you your name out there. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's crazy what a video can, a video camera can do for you. I mean, hey, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you you guys obviously watch the Hunt in Public. You mentioned it a couple times. I don't know if you ever seen the video two years ago where Zach from the Hunt in Public he killed a turkey in Georgia. I run into him on my hometown WMA, and his whole crew, Ted, Jake, and Warb, they had all left the day before, and Zach was hunting a turkey over there for like two or three days already, and he couldn't kill him. Well, they all left. Well, I ended up running into him on my WMA, my hometown WMA. I get to talking to him and he's like, yeah, they all left, but I decided to stay. Like, I'm not leaving until I kill this turkey. I'll stay till Sunday if I have to. Well, I was out from work because a guy on my crew had had COVID at the time. So I, I was out for the whole week. I done got my negative test back. So I was just hunting like crazy that week, turkey hunting. Yep. And I told Zach, I got to talking to him that day. He seen my camera sitting in my seat. He's like, you film? I was like, yeah. I was like, I, I run a camera, you know, nothing crazy, but. I like filming hunts and stuff like that. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, hunting with you, if that's what you're about to ask me. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. That's crazy. 
me and him actually ended up killing a turkey together. The set, I hunted with him two days, and then he filmed me the third day. So, fuck yeah, dude! I like Zach a lot, dude. He's 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 a fucking wicked dude, man. That man on the ground is crazy. He is probably one of my favorite hunters. Like me too. I liked him before I met him, but when I met him, dude, he is one of the coolest dudes on planet Earth. Like literally, most down to earth. And yep. like, that's why they're so popular, man. It's just they're a good yeah, group of dudes. They are they are as real as it comes. I mean, keep it straight up real. And Zach, man, like I thought I was a hardcore hunter until I met him. Like he he <laughs> takes it to a whole nother level. Like he is so hard on himself that there was times where me and him were hunting together. I'm like, dude, like take a chill pill. It's gonna be good. Like <laughs> gonna be all right. Like, he's like, I can't believe I did that. I stepped on that one twig. I'm like. It's going good, man. Like, we're good. Still got all day. It's eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Did you ever see that video of him in New York where he puts a spot in stock? His cameraman climbs up in the cedar tree. Oh yeah, I seen that one. Yeah, yeah that's one of the most wicked videos I ever fucking seen. Yeah, he, he shoots the bucket, runs towards the guy up in the cedar tree. Man, it was cool. Guys, right behind him, forty yards behind him. Yeah, I was a huge fan of him, and then that happened, man. And it, I lived like a, I was like a little kid there for like three days. I was like, this is the cool. <laughs> i've ever done in my whole entire life like none of my buddies are gonna believe this like they're all at work this is on like a wednesday thursday (laughs) yeah i'm like hanging out with zach from the hunting public for like three days straight he ends up coming to my house the third or the second night after he killed we cooked turkey feeders drank a couple beers like he's looking at deer i'm like what the hell is going on right now (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome man you meet the seek one guy then you meet yeah, hunting public guys. Who the fuck did you meet next, Chase? Right. <laughs> I think I done died and went to heaven. Yeah, it was a crazy year for me, man, for sure. But it that's what I'm saying though. I mean, just all because of a video camera. I mean yeah. I think I think that's the most important thing, man, because we've been doing this page for a while and uh we're starting to get some traction and whatnot. But if you're not killing shit on film, nobody really gives a fuck. Exactly. Yep. Yep. But we're going to try it this year, man. We got nicer cameras. Uh, Dylan, he bought a nice Canon. He got a nice uh, fourth arrow arm. He's got like one of those, uh, I can't even think what they're called. It's like the thumb grip so you don't have to use the camera, you know what I'm talking about, where you zoom in and stuff. Yeah. And then John just bought him a new setup. Corey bought him a new setup. So, I mean, we got we got the year to do it. We just got to stay dedicated. Right. Yeah. Because throughout the years, everybody, man, I used to have a bunch more guys on the bloodline and uh, – things just didn't work out we didn't see eye to eye on shit because it's like they wanted to make this like a business i'm like bro we're not gonna sell shit until we start getting shit killed on film i was like nobody's gonna buy our shit until we're doing (laughs) stuff you know what i mean and then they we didn't see eye to eye on that so right but yeah i know exactly what you mean we've been trying it for years man i've had i don't know how many youtube channels i've had and then finally uh two years ago i was just like you know what i'm selling all my old stuff computer cameras everything i'm buying i'm updating it's gonna be me and my buddy levi and then if some buddies of mine have a good deer working or something like that we'll go film them and we'll put them on the channel kind of whoever wants to be on can be on yep. but we're gonna keep it simple two people kind of run the show and then just keep it real and video and just be ourselves and we'll see what happens with it you know what i mean we ain't gonna try to rush nothing and yeah it's okay, i'm gonna uh, we drop, i'm gonna you're running chase do what, buddy? What kind of cameras are you running? Are you uh, running like or you got GoPros and tactic cams and stuff too? We're no, nah, we're uh, we're running GoPros for like second views this year, and then our main cameras, me and Levi both are 
uh, running a Sony A A seven. A seven. I said that, that's what Dylan has. I said Canon. I'm pretty sure that's what he had. Yeah. Yes. Great I, camera. Great. The only thing I don't like about it is the zoom. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Very great. We're we're uh, trying to expand with lenses and stuff like that a little bit, you know, and try to figure things out and work the kinks out, but. We're finally getting getting the hang of it, filming with a mirrorless camera like that instead of like a camcorder, you know. So, right, yep. But and I'm gonna I'm gonna be on my crew. Like I'm be on John. Like if you're going hunting, you don't have a camera. I'm gonna get you shit. Oh yeah, that's because <laughs> that's our goal. We all talk about trying to blow up the bloodline. Like, oh yeah. Me, I don't go hunting unless my camera's with me. I've climbed yep. up in the tree up in like the in December and November when it's cold and drains your batteries. Fucking yep. camera dies on me. I get out the tree. Yep. Yeah. Same way, man. I I have a camera on me twenty four seven. Yep. Yeah. Hell, you never know what's going to happen, especially down here, like in the suburbs, man. I mean, all it takes is somebody to walk one of those walking trails and bust a buck off of its bed, you know, and then there I am stuck with no camera. Damn. Yep, exactly. Because so. in t- 2017, I it was like October 2nd. I didn't carry my camera with me because I did not think I was going to see a buck. On this property, bucks don't come through early October. They Right when the rut starts heating up, they usually come through. So I'm like, I'm not going to see shit. had all my cousins from Utah hunting whitetails for the first time. So I put them in their spot. I climb in a tree, and of course, 20 minutes of sitting in the fucking tree, my second biggest buck I've ever shot walks right over my tree stand. Every time. <laughs> yep. So from that moment, I was like, you are not going hunting if you don't have a camera. Yep. <laughs> yep. I know exactly what you mean by that. But so there's nothing better, man. When you get a good footage of you killing something, it is the most rewarding thing it possibly to, for me to a, in deer hunting. There's nothing more rewarding. Yep, it is for sure. Yeah, that's where it's kind of hard for me to get into that routine of you know making sure the camera's with me because I've never had one. So, you know, it's I think going to be hard for me. Be like, you know, if I'm in a hurry, be like, I'll oh, screw the camera. You know, we got to go. Oh yeah, you know, I have to get into that mindset of you know I have to take the camera with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to blow up. I mean, you might do decent just doing normal social media, but if you're not doing videos, it's you're you're just not going to blow up. It's pretty simple. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes some getting used to for sure. I mean, that that two years ago, that's how I was. I had a decent little camera, a little Panasonic uh, uh, GH1, I think is what it was. But it got to the point with me where I was just like, man, like, is it worth it? Like, do I want to put all this stuff up today? You know what I mean? But you just have mm-hmm. that mindset of like, better do it or you're going to regret it, you know? So yeah. I, and once you start doing it, like, I, I bet you're, getting there now where you feel naked without it mm-hmm. yep um that's the way i am i mean i i just feel like like it, it just like you just said i mean it, it that's all it takes is that one time you don't take it and it happens and then you're kicking yourself in the ass the whole day like right yep. here our chance like i just shot a 140 inch deer and none of it is on film so you can't do anything about it like yep. here we are trying to start a youtube channel that's the way i think of it at least you know you're like so. Yeah, myself in the ass not somehow having a camera with me last year. You know, I I really wish I'd have gotten that on film because the whole setup, everything, it would have worked perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to happen again this year, John. Come on. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> so, Cody – or not Cody. I don't know why I called you Cody. Chase, uh, what's a couple tips you can give to people that are, like, starting to get into suburban hunting? Um – be patient and don't get burnt out with it <laughs> don't yeah don't uh don't expect it to be easy like a lot of these guys do and just take your time with it and roll with it and you know just 
try to keep inventory like I do and then and just have fun with it. And I see a bunch of people try to get into this suburban stuff and they get into it just thinking that they watch these videos and they're just like, all right, like, I'll go throw a camera up right here. 170 will show up and bang, it's done with, you know, like, yeah, it ain't easy. The hardest part is getting permission. And once you do that, then you move on. But, and, but I mean, there's been spots where that I've gotten and I'm like, all right, this is it right here. Like there's gotta be a big and living right here. And it, and it ends up being a doe hole. I just go over there and shoot those that year or something. But yeah, but uh, my biggest thing is just being patient with it and, not rushing like i got in a bad groove two years ago where i got to where i just got to where i had a couple deer on camera and i got to bouncing around real bad and i just kept screwing myself really and uh i don't know like i said just take it patient i guess and uh yeah, but, uh, i was thinking this like everybody says it's easy like you're talking about hunting these suburban deer so let's go through a little pros and cons like what's some of the pros of hunting these suburban bucks behind these neighborhoods and stuff um a pro to me i guess is just kind of like i don't know really how to explain it just i guess not you just have better potential there i guess you just know after after hunting in a couple years you just kind of figure it out like all right i got i have a lot more potential right here of walking deer and knowing that they, there's a pretty good chance of them being back next year, growing deer and stuff like that. They're just more pros to – there's a lot better potential of killing a bigger deer down there. And, and You guys got better genetics down there, closer to the cities right. than you do, like where you're talking about with your uh, big leases and stuff. Right. Yeah. Better genetics, stuff like that. And then I, I just enjoy hunting them like that, you know, because you just got – like it ain't like – on a thousand acre lease you know i'm like all right this deer is not hanging out right here a whole lot but he is hanging out over here so i'll just move a stand over there mm-hmm. down there you got to go through a whole nother neighborhood and hope there's a piece of property over there that somebody else isn't hunting already you got to get permission and then if you can't get permission on any of them then you just got to kind of hope for the best over here so that's when it goes into running cameras on places that you can't hunt to see if he's working it and it's just a whole just a whole different kind of hunting for me. Just a whole new tactic, a whole new style. Yep, that's that's what I want. We're hitting uh, out of state Kentucky public land this year, and that's a whole different challenge for me. And I'm super excited to right. just do something different, hunt different style style of hunting. Because like one of the properties is gonna be a swamp, and I've only hunted swamps a handful of times in my life. Right, and I still love hunting like big woods like that. Like I I would love to have a big piece somewhere else, you know that that grew big deer like that and stuff, but I just, I live, it's, that's why I do suburban hunting so much. Cause I just, I love big deer. I got two kids and a wife. I got a full-time job and I live the furthest spot I have for me is like 35, 40 minutes. Oh, so that's love. easy for me. I can run down there on a Saturday morning and get a hunt in and be back and do stuff with the family for the day. Or if I got something to do that evening, I can go hunt that morning and come back. I just, it's, like, my little girl, she's seven. My little boy's three. So, it ain't like I can just, like, all yeah. right, peace out. Good luck with the kids this weekend. I'm going yeah. to Georgia for three days. Like, <laughs> Until you do that, you'll be sleeping on the couch for a while. Right, exactly. So, it's just, it worked out for me a lot. Some people, they may not like it. You know, they may not have kids and can go lease a 1,000 acres in Indiana, Illinois, wherever, you know, and go do that for a week at a time. But 
stuff like that's just hard for me right now. I mean, I would love to do that. You know, I, I, I love hunting bigger patches of woods and stuff, but right now this is just like, this is what I like doing, you know, and some people may not like it, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, Cause me, like I'm the same way. I got a full-time job. So I'm, I mean, I'll take some, a little bit of time off every deer season, but I'm mainly a weekend warrior. Right. Uh, like a bunch of the guys that are, I'm good friends with and a couple of guys in our crew, most of them hunt three times as much as I do in a season just because I don't have the time to do it, you know. Right. And see, that's the way I am, which I mean, I I save up PTO all year and I usually burn through about every bit of it by the end of November, December. But I mean, I, I hunt as much as I can through that, through our hunting season. We was talking about it earlier, like me and my buddy Levi, we hunt a lot more than most people around here we got to talking about how people are always like dude you're so lucky like that's one of like, like my biggest pet peeves like when he's shooting finally shoot a deer and people are like dude you're so lucky like yeah like, like, I mean, uh, there ain't yeah. no luck in this brother i put in the fucking work dog right <laughs> crazy we was talking about it right before i got on this podcast with y'all and we was just kind of just bullshitting around you know but it's uh like we put in a ton of time with this stuff and put in a bunch of work you know like here the past like four or five weekends now i've been down i've drove 40 minutes down there every day sometimes twice a day you know go down there in the mornings and watch deer and then come back hang out with family for a little bit and then go down there back down there that evening and watch deer again and try to knock on doors and do this and do that and we put a ton of work into it and then when you finally kill one everybody's like you lucky dog like you got a horseshoe up your ass like dude like (laughs) this is like my 40 fifth sit just for this one deer <laughs> yeah, no shit. people don't see all the stuff in the background you're doing you know exactly yeah until the video comes out and they're like oh shit like <laughs> yeah see that's one thing i like i try to do different on my page like a lot of people uh, I, nothing wrong with it do what you want to do but for our page i like trying to help as many people as i can so i post a bunch of shit i post when i'm going to public land i'm just trying to post a bunch of shit just so like people know i'm putting in the work i'm not right. just going out there on some amazing property that i that there's giant bucks on i mean we're hunting small parcel properties and we're hunting public land like if we can do it anybody can do it right on the on the indiana side john's lucky he's got a shit ton of land out in kansas but we're gonna be, we're gonna be hitting kansas next year right got a couple of, so chase i got a question about the uh you know you say hunting around there you got a better chance of like getting a good quality deer you know a bigger buck more mature buck i see that a lot in kansas you see it a lot when you get like an outfitter or something and then once they hunt it like the hunting pressure gets high that that age class and those genetics kind of start to dwindle do you see that possibly happening with the hunting pressure everybody wanting suburban bow hunt do you see that kind of happening there i do i I, and me and my buddy levi i've talked about it before i i hope it doesn't but I could definitely see it in the in the upcoming years of it slowly joining them down. I mean, I mean, you guys watch Seek One. You, you said it earlier. I mean, you you see them the first couple of years they were just bam, two hundred inch deer, one hundred eighty inch deer, one hundred ninety inch deer, back to back to back to back to back. Well, then all these people just swarm Atlanta. They come down there and hunt it, hunt it, hunt it hard. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see Seek One burst out to Birmingham. And then yeah. they. Ohio, then they go to Kentucky, they go here, they go there. And and I've talked to Leah about it a little bit, you know, and he's kinda of like, Yeah, you know, I mean, getting a little harder to find a deer, you know, I mean it's just just like everywhere, you know, you go in and you 
you start shooting deer, obviously it's going to start slowing down. And then you get more hunters down here in these areas where it's smaller patches. You get those hunters that don't, that come in there and they shoot those two and a half, three or three and a half year old deer that ain't letting them get to their full potential. Then you're knocking off even more of your upcoming deer. You know what I mean? So I could see it going both ways. I mean, I hope it doesn't dwindle down that fast, but I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it getting harder in the upcoming. Really good properties around here. You know, they've got big deer, you know, 200 class deer on them. And then once an outfitter buys that out or leases it up, I mean, they've got like one or two years. And then all of a sudden now they've just got two and three-year-olds showing up. You know, once you really pressure those deer, they kind of, you know, the big old mature ones, they just get pushed away. You know, and they go to somewhere they feel safe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or make them go nocturnal. Right. Yep. We, uh, there's a lot of big deer down there that, you know, you, I've watched them do it, you know, you'll hunt them and hunt them and hunt them. And then a lot, a big thing down there also is access. Like mm-hmm. where I hunt at, you know, the, the small patches like that, shoot, man, they could be laid up a hundred yards from your stand and you don't know it. And they sit there and watch you walk straight to your stand. And you have no idea. Like mm-hmm. I hunted down there three years ago. I had him named Squirrely. He's just a crazy looking deer. I had a double man bean, cool looking deer. I hunted that deer so hard that first year I had pictures of him and it got to the point where I could climb down out of the stand and within 15, 20 minutes, he'd be in there eating out of a food plot. And then I climbed down in the evenings. He'd be in there 30, 45 minutes, hour after me. It was just like, he, he had patterned me, Mm -hmm. you know, he was like, this dude's trying to kill me, you know, like, bam. Well, no reason. Right. Well, the next year he comes back in, same exact thing starts happening. A guy comes in, starts hunting next to me, and I, I'm, I don't know for sure. Obviously, you don't know what going through a deer mind, but I'd never gotten pictures of him on another property besides this one, and I had probably five, six spots in this area. And a lot of those spots, I would get a lot of the same deers tra- traveling those same. Like I'd have a picture of him a mile down the road and the next day I'd have a picture of him at my other spot a mile down the road. So they was all traveling except for him. He was just staying on that hundred acres right there where he was safe at. Well, then a couple other guys had gotten permission in there. I think they had seen him or figured it out that he was in there, whatever, you know, well, all of a sudden it was like, bam, he moves to another spot over there. I get a random picture of him at this other spot about a mile down the road. I'm like, all right, now it's time to move in on him. I move in on him. Second morning, I had him at 40 yards, just about to shoot, and he blew out of there chasing the doe in the neighbor's yard. And the the next morning, uh, a guy in the same neighborhood ended up shooting him. And it just, like, Damn. just go show you, you know, like how, how smart they are and how, I mean, they just watch you, and you have no idea on the smaller patches like that. It's just – there's so many just little obstacles you got to get around there. Like, and then you have those spots that you can get easy access and you go in there and may do a one and done, you know, shoot one. Yeah. But it sounds like you guys are hunting public land almost, man. It is. It has gotten to that point, man. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. I shot one down there. He was a, he was a huge frame deer. If he, if he would have had times, he would have had that 160 all day, but he just had, he had 10-inch G2s, and then his G3s were three and a half and four inches, I think. He scored like 130-something, but he was 21 and an eighth inside. Damn. 
big, just big frame deer. He had that 160 frame on him, but like I said, he had the short tines. And that was my very first year hunting down there in like in that area that I got now, which I got it kind of, I wouldn't say on lockdown, but I have majority of the spots on that road. And uh, my first year down there on that road or whatever, I'd got pictures of him. I laid off of him. I was hunting that other deer that I was just talking about. Well, I started getting daylight pictures of that wide deer. So I moved over there. At this time, I was thinking that I was the only person that even knew about this deer. I was brand new down there. Well, like the third or fourth hunt, I shoot him. Before I got that deer home, I'd posted once. I'd posted one picture on my Snapchat story, and you could see his. Uh, you could see his left main beam sticking above my tailgate with him laying down in the bed, and I'd put on the caption like. Uh, I, I like it when you can see him above the bed rails or something like that. And he had a small, he had about a two inch kicker off of his G2. And before I had got home, I had like three phone calls. Like, where'd you kill that deer at? And one of the guys I worked with, he's like, you care if I come, you care if I come over and check that deer out or whatever? I'm like, no, nah, dude, I don't care. I'm on cloud nine. I'm coming up yeah. and, like trying to get to the house to show my dad. So I roll up at my dad's house this a boy that i work with i don't really talk to him a whole lot i just know i work with him and know him from the hunting world a little bit he rolls up in the driveway and he's checking it out he's like yeah dude he's like the reason i want to come look at this deer i've been hunting it for three years now i'm like what yeah by the by the end of that week i'd had like six or seven other hunters that had had pictures of that deer or knew where that deer was Damn. Like, what like mind blown like, it is crazy when you shoot a good buck and then all the people coming out of the woodworks oh yeah it's crazy it blew my mind but yeah, that is crazy are you a lineman aren't you that's... do what are you a lineman yeah yeah uh, i was just curious because Corey from our group he's a lineman and there's a lot of hunters that are in the lineman industry there is yeah because he's got a bunch of buddies that are in there and they're always talking it's just kind of funny right yeah, it's uh, it's it's blew up down there for sure. You never know who's next door to you, and you never know it. Yeah, you ever been sitting in the stand and see the neighbor hunting? I uh, I've never had one that close to me or anything like that. You know, I've I've drove by a spot and seen maybe like his truck sitting there or something like that, and be like, all right, he's hunting. Even like pressure's on. <laughs> like, yep. Got a little competition. I'm big on competition, man. I'm big on confidence. Confidence kills deer. I'm a big believer in that. Right, for sure. And you got to put in the work because, like, we're we're going hard this year, man. We're trying to, like you say, we're trying to get our page bigger. We're trying to video this year and do all that stuff. And uh, hopefully it all works out because if we get a couple bucks killed this year on film, we'll start getting the name out there because we're going to start hitting some more shows. We're going to do two booths, the Whitetail Bloodline booths. At, uh, which, which one's in Kansas, John? What's that called? That's uh, the Monster Buck Classic. Yeah, we're going to do that, and then we're going to hit the one in Indy. That'll be cool, just uh, so people can meet us. We'll probably have a few people that know us, only a handful, but and then just getting all those new connections, maybe meeting some dudes in the industry and stuff, you know. Right, yeah, for sure. Yeah, wait, I mean, that's that's our plan right now is just try to just be ourselves, shoot some deer, get it on film, and just go hard at it pretty much, like you just said, you know. Heck, maybe we can – do some type of collab this year or something. Y'all yeah. come here, us come up there, we'll swap out a hunt or something like that. Just yeah, that'd be cool, dude. That's that's what we're all about because uh, if we did this 
or this podcast with these guys from Drawback Outdoors. They're PA, so they're in that rural pressured state. And got talking to them about hunting Kentucky because we live real close, so it ain't bad at all for us to go hunt out of state. And they're like, yeah, dude, we'll come hunt. So we're, this will be the first year in many, many years I get that camaraderie feeling. We're going to have uh, about five, five or six of us hunting opening week in Kentucky, all tra- chasing some velvet bucks. Oh, that'll be sweet then, yeah. Yeah, we'll be hitting public land, so it'll be that challenge too. But uh, we're going to get on them. I've, I went and scouted over the weekend, found some good spots. It's just you never know, man. Right. I'm, I, uh, I'm, I may end up hunting Indiana this year. One of my dad's coon hunting buddies, he lives up there. I think it's Washington, Indiana. That's My parents live in Washington County. Really? Yep. That's where yeah. I shot my buck last year. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, we, we were supposed to go last year, and I ended up getting COVID and didn't get to go, but – where uh, my dad actually told me the other day, he's like, "We can go up there, you know." He that guy lives up there or whatever. So, wait, I may yeah. going up there this year if I get a little time or something. It just depends on what deer are doing down here. Yeah, if you do, definitely hit me up because Washington County it's the biggest county in the state, but it, it, it's got some good deer, man. Really? Yep. Yeah, if I end up going, I have to hit you up for sure. And so if you do that, and I've been scouting public, like I went and scouted uh, some pu- Indiana public today, and I had like eight different bucks in one month. Had that camera out there for one month. One buck, he's, I got a video, I was just looking through him right before I got on here, but he's a, he's a good buck for public land, man. Right. And then there's, like, for some reason, the, the genetics over there in that public, they got some funky bucks. Like, one buck, I only got one picture of him, but it looks like he's just got one main beam, like a giant spike. And then on the other side, the big five points yeah. on the other. Huh. But, uh, yeah, man, Indiana's a sleeper state. It's just getting it's getting the acknowledgement after that big buck was killed. And uh, I said that early on in our podcast, the next world record's going to come out of Indiana. And little did I know, five or six podcasts later, it fucking happened. Right. But you'll definitely get on some big bucks, man. I mean, th- there's so much Indiana public land, too, if you ever want to do that here in southern Indiana. Thousands and thousands of acres. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at it a little bit last year just in case I got up there, you know, and I ended up wanting to hunt some bucks. But <coughs> I hope I get to go this year for sure. So we'll see what yeah. happens. And you'll, you'll see what a real big body deer looks like better than little Georgia bodies. <laughs> right. That's a fact. I mean, I hunted Ohio two years ago. In the deer up there, I was like, what in the world? I think people got cows walking. <laughs> yeah. Is Georgia a one-buck state? Uh, it's a two. Okay. That's what I thought. Because I used to live in Virginia. They're kind of similar deer. Yeah. It is crazy, though. Like, my biggest buck, he's a fucking stud. Like, I've never officially measured him, but he's high 150s. And uh, his body was as big as Midwest deer. But I've shot a, a bunch of deer out there, and I don't know what it was, what this buck was eating, but he looked like an Ohio bruiser, dude. This was right. probably the biggest body deer I've ever killed. He was yeah. fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, their nose is what got me. Like, we – the first yeah. day – I burnt my whole first day up there. We hunted public up there, and uh, my whole first day I burned it scouting. And I, every deer I jumped, I was like, God, a mic. Like, the nose looks like a – I don't know. It just looks huge. Like, just big old black. Yeah, Yeah, they are crazy. Like, when I go – because I was born in Utah. When I go visit family and see them mule deer, I'm like, God, look at them fucking bodies. Right. Kind of of vice versa for us. Yeah. But uh, before we get off here, man, uh, I want to hear one of your your favorite suburban buck story. Favorite one. Golly. (laughs) He said, I've killed too many deer, Gavin. Shoot, I don't know. It's uh, it's hard. They're all – they're all uh all good ones. Probably probably my favorite one is 
Uh, probably the first one I ever shot down there, like in sure enough, like suburban hunting was, uh, probably like five years ago, I guess I shot opening, opening. I'd got a spot like two, two weekends before opening weekend of our How many acres was it? Uh, the spot I got was like two and a half acres. It was tiny. Damn. We had set a pole in this guy's yard and that, and, uh, it was an Indian dude. And there was some deer in his backyard, and I talked to him. He's like, sure, man, go ahead, you know. I'm like, cool. I was so excited. I got back to work. I run to the uh, academy down here, grabbed a trail camera, hauled butt down there, threw a camera up, and uh, I went back the Friday before opening weekend. So, like, that Saturday was opening day. Yeah. Well, that evening, I checked that camera, and I had, like, three or four shooters on it. I went to freaking out. Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, I got to get down here, you know, like tomorrow's opening day. Yeah. So that morning I hunted another spot. And then that evening I slid into that spot, hung a climber in there. And one of those bucks, he come out, I shot him. He was like 138 inches, I think, as an eight pointer. Uh, I ended up, he run onto the neighboring property. My dad come down there and helped me get him out. I knocked on their door to make sure I could go back there and get him. Ended up getting permission from them, so got another spot right there. And then that same year is the year I killed that big wide deer that I was talking about earlier. So that yeah, was that's a good year. You were on cloud nine, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a super good year for me. Tagged out with a bow on two one thirty plus. Like so you know. might have been one of those people, like, damn, this is kind of easy. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that first year it was. It was kind of like, dang, this it's happening down here. Like you that, probably got a rude awakening the next year. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. I did, yeah. And That's how it always seems. When you have that real good dream season, it seems like that next year is just like they make you work for it. Oh, yeah, yep. And that's – I don't know. that. That's probably just my favorite just because that's kind of like really what – that was like the first year that I'd really started like working, working for deer. Like I'd always put, put in the work and stuff, you know, but that year like getting that big a deer on camera, it just really lit a fire under my ass and just like yep. you can do this. Like you just got to put in the work for it figure them out, you know, and, and just go after it, you know, and it'll happen. Maybe yeah, that, That's all. And if you put in the work, I'm a big believer in it. If you put in the work, you do the right thing. You don't try to cut corners. Oh, yeah. You're more more times than not, you're going to get blessed with you. Yeah. It's funny, man. My dad all the time, like growing up, he always told me like with any work, hunting, anything, he's always like effort, effort equals results, you know, and like I've just always kept that with me. Like, <laughs> so percent, man. everything yeah. I do is just – wide open it's 100 percent. so like i i've always gone hard but uh i've mainly gone hard on my little bit of pieces of private just to try to figure them out try to get the deer right there as much as i can this year i've dove into public land because i'm trying to kill a big buck this property it more times than not it doesn't have the buck i want to shoot Mm -hmm. so I'm, i'm trying to find them i'm doing everything i can i'm a big believer in like you ain't gonna outwork me you might have a better property than me you might have bigger bucks on your property, but you're definitely not going to outwork me. Exactly. Yep. I'm I'm the exact same way, man. And it and it's turned into a, a whole nother ball game for me. It's opened up a whole new door for me to where I'm like, yep. all right, now I like, like I, I like shooting them, obviously. But now I've got to the point where I'm like, all right, like I've got an album of this deer. I know why he's working this trail, why he's hitting this mock scrape, why he's doing this, where he's going. Like, it's just it's opened up a whole new world of hunting to me. Not only shooting the deer but figuring out like what he's doing where he's going it's just a, a whole nother a whole nother passion you know like 
just figuring deer out. I've just gained an obsession with it, I guess. Yep, I'm the exact same way. <clears throat> John, what are you thinking over there, farmer boy? <laughs> I was just kind of thinking the same thing he was saying, you know, about the whole, you know, what's your most memorable hunt or your favorite hunt. And, you know, I know, Gavin, you probably think, I know what you're thinking, Gavin. It's probably that 230-incher, but <laughs> it's a, it's actually a one that I shot. Oh, what, what was he about? Man, about seven or eight years ago, probably. There's just he's just an old buck, you know. He's probably pushing 150. And uh, I found these sheds, you know, two years in a row. They're in just this one bed. It's like there's a creek running through it, but there's an, like an island of trees in there. And every year he sheds in that one spot. He always sheds his antlers right there. And uh, so I was, you know, like his home. Well, I ended up shooting that deer that year. And what's pretty cool is I heart shot that deer, but he ran all the way back to that spot where his where, where he shed his horns every year he went back to that spot to die i just Man. thought that was so cool that, that was like just his home you know that's where he felt safe that yep. is, yeah see dude that's another thing down here like we it's super hard for us to find sheds in this small properties you know what i mean like you get lucky to find a shed down here unless you're on my property a ton of properties you know like I, if I, if we, if I had big farm country like that where I could actually shed hunt, I would be obsessed. I have an obsession with sheds, like just yeah. deer. In a, yeah, in you should see John's collection, bro. He found more this year than I found in my like twenty years of hunting. Yeah, yeah. Remember what I told you, yeah, one was a final count like seventy three or something. Yeah, yeah. fucking crazy. I, I looked at your page and I, I seen a couple of pictures where you had them all laid out. I'm like, dude, like that's badass. <laughs> John's got it made that's over sheds like, I would yeah. be, love to do that shit like, John's got it made he's a farmer so he's on the tractor and then he's like oh there's a shed oh so, hell yeah. like one day he sent me a picture of, like three or four sheds he picked up just driving the tractor yeah I try to shed hunt pretty hard down here but usually by the, by the time our deer are dropping sheds it's usually already turkey season so I've done switch gears and ah. that so then I think the squirrels get to them pretty quick don't they yeah, they they tear them up down here. Yeah, usually, yep. usually if you don't find them within a week or so, they're scratched up. If not, ate ate up pretty good. Like, wow. Yeah, but I mean, I found a few down here, but nothing. I mean, we're lucky to find four or five a year down here. And that's oh, yeah. that's pushing it. All right, man. I got a I got some rapid fire questions for you. All right. All right. Grunt or rattling? Do what? I said, you like to grunt or rattle more? I'm a big rattle dude. I don't, me if, too. If you watch the videos of ours, you'll see me rattling a ton. If it if it's past if it's past Halloween, I've got a set of rattling horns in the yeah. truck, which I'm I grunt too. But my, what, what rattling antlers do you use? Real ones or I got I got a set of real ones. I keep on a string, and my new favorite thing after not last year but year before is tying them off to my pull rope and banging them off the ground, yanking them up and down. You'll see me do that in our videos a couple of times but i i tried that when i was younger i've uh i always grew up using normal i I use a rattle bag when i was really young but mainly used normal like real antlers and then uh the illusion came out with the black rack and the extinguisher and god i love it dude the amount of deer i have rattled in with those black racks is oh yeah quadruple as much as real antlers yeah i i I like the black rack system levi he has it too i have the extinguisher and that's a good setup. I got these one black racks I've had for, fuck, I don't even know, six years or something. Left them at the bottom of my tree for a whole year. Squirrels ate them. They ate them like it was a real fucking antler. <laughs> Jeez. But, I, 
I broke a tine off one of them, and I'm still banging them bad boys. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't sound like they used to, but uh, I'll probably buy a new new pair this year. But. There you go. All right, so uh, what's your camo choice? Shoot, we're big bottom land dudes. I, 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 yeah. I have, like, a obsession with vintage camo, too. I buy a lot of vintage camo off of eBay, and I'm on a couple of Instagram pages, camo retro and stuff like that. I stay looking for, like, old-school camouflage, the original mossy oak and stuff like that. So, big bottom lines. And then we we signed a little uh, sponsorship deal with Drake this year, so we'll be wearing a bunch of their stuff and bottom So, so I, me I, personally – I'm Mossy Oak, and uh, I got this jacket. I need a – I think it's Mossy Oak Obsession. It's an older – it's got, like, the original uh, – the original camo, like you were just talking, kind of in the background, and then it's got, like, the the more newer camo around it. It's kind yep. of unique. Oh, that's, yeah. like, my – that's my late season. Yep. John, what do you like? Oh, you know, I kind of – I don't know. I'm kind of mixture to both. I like Mossy Oak, but then again, I kind of like Realtree, you know, in some instances in the same – you know, in the same sentence, I guess. I really like that uh, – shoot, I can't think of what it's called. It almost looks like sagegrass. I think mm-hmm. Mossy Oak makes it because we got a lot of sagebrush – or not sagebrush, but uh, yucca plants and stuff out here. It almost kind of like some western grass. Yeah. So that works pretty good here too. A lot of the time, I'll wear two different types of camo. Usually it's Mossy Oak. I, I got some real tree stuff, but yeah. I think it works good when you have a different torso and a different – your legs because uh, if you got all the exact same camo, it makes a silhouette of you, you know. Uh, Yep, for sure. But okay, so what bow are you shooting? Um, I ha- I don't have a bow right now. I'm ba- I'm in the in the search right now. A bunch of my buddies they call me a bow whore because usually I'll usually at the end of season I'll sell one and then the next year I'll buy another one and swap around. But I'm a I'm a pretty big Matthews guy. I uh, I shot the V3 last year and then the year before that I shot the Halon Seven. Year before that I shot the Halon Six, I think, and but. I don't know what I'll end up with this year. I'm I'm kind of wanting to branch out a little bit, but just kind of depends, I guess. But I'm I'm a pretty big Matthews guy. My dad was too, so I guess that's yeah. where. I'm. John, he's Matthews. Dylan's Matthews. Corey's Matthew. I got my eight-year-old PSC. I'm gonna shoot it one more year, and then I'm going Matthews next year. There you go. <clears throat> What's your uh, favorite broadhead? I am hung up on a rage trapping. I've had <laughs> I catch hell for it sometimes, but they have yet let me down. I'm knocking on wood as we speak on my computer desk right here. But which I, ones are those? It's probably a three year old, three year old broadhead. I guess they come out with. Are they the two blade? Yeah, it's a two blade expandable. But I don't know, man. Just something about them. They, they, they. They've worked super, super well for me. Good blood trails. I very rarely have a deer get out of 50, 60 yards. I mean, and yep, I'm right there with you. I got the the three blade rage on mine just because it flies like a fucking field tip. Yep, yep. A bunch of those guys are going to those fixed blades and single bevel, double bevel, and all that, and it's way over my head. I just haven't studied it enough. But yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. And, don't mess up something that ain't broke. So, <laughs> so. Yep. I've never had an issue with mechanicals. Yep. Never. Yep. Unless you're putting a bad shot. If you put it where you're supposed to, that deer's going to go down. Right. Yep. All right. So you got one week to hunt. Say you're busy at work. You can only hunt one week out of the entire year. What week you hunt? Probably. Probably the second week of November, mid mid of the first week, end of the second week of November, where I hunt at. 
Yep, that's usually exactly, that's that wind's right there. Too, usually about. Yep, usually down here, that's when it turns on, and it's you never know what you're going to see down here. Yep, that second week, so. that that end of first week, going in that second week, <laughs> I don't think there's a better time to rattle. Oh yeah, for sure. Tear them up. Yep, down here, man, you. My cameras that week right there, my cameras they'll go bizarre. When new deer showing up, the same deer showing up, and I mean, you yep. never know. You never know what'll show up when you're sitting in the stand that week and these little suburban patches like that. That's my get- family properties like that. We don't really get bucks until the rut starts heating up. Usually, end of October, you'll get your first shooter. Sometimes yep. a little earlier, but right when the rut kicks in, you dude, 180 inch buck can walk through because multiple years we get one day. He's just coming with a hot dough throughout the properties. One time a year. It happens every single year. Just an absolute unit of a buck. Well, see, that that's another thing I love about the suburban hunting, man. Them small patches like that. Man, them deer get on a creek, and they'll go running a doe. They don't know how far they've went. They're so stupid that time of year, you know? Exactly. You'll be sitting there, and a buck will show up, and you're like, well, what is this, you know? And, and I keep tabs on my deer pretty pretty good like if i see a deer from the deer stand 90 percent of the times i've had pictures of him i know what deer it is but there's that first second week you never know man that could be a 200 inch walk out behind the next tree i mean you never know that's yep. probably my favorite favorite time of the year right there just just because of that you just you never know what'll happen yep 100 percent. all right i got a, i got a fun one what's your favorite alcohol man favorite alcohol yep I'm a huge bush light man, but yeah, you can't go wrong with no fucking bush light, especially when you got the deer cans, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, yep. I love I love my bush light, but here lately I've been drinking. I don't know if you guys watch the Nelt Boys on YouTube. Oh or- yeah. Oh, uh, you've been you tried Happy Dad? I haven't tried that shit. <laughs> yeah, I tried them not long ago, and they don't give me a headache or anything. They got electrolytes in them. If that, I don't know if that's what it is, but me and Levi here lately we've been on a Happy Dad kick, and I hate seltzers. Yeah, I, dude, I love the Nook Boys. A lot of people hate them. I think they're funnier than fuck. I do too. I think they're funny as hell. Damn good dudes, always helping people out. And I don't know. I found them at the store one day, and I bought a pack. I was like, I'm gonna try them. And yeah, I'll try them, especially John, during the summertime. I like them. But yeah, John, what's your alcohol choice? I never asked you that. I usually gravitate towards Coors Light or uh, a good Irish whiskey. You, you, you can tell he's a western. <laughs> yeah, you like you like Jameson. You ever had Jameson, John? Yes, I love Jameson. That is actually my favorite. I fucks with some Jameson. Yep. I, but, I fluctuate like every couple of years. I switch what my favorite is. Oh yeah, I like the bush light. That's me and me and Levi. If it's a cold November night, and one of us stick a good deer that evening, and we're going back to the boys' house to skin it out and sit by the fire, it's bush light that night like <laughs> yeah can't go wrong man cheap tastes good oh yeah yep you get a 30 rack for like 15 bucks or something come on you can't beat it <laughs> sure to god yep. all right so uh who's your like biggest inspiration as you're growing up in like the hunting industry it could be a couple guys or if, if you do have any probably growing up it was probably michael waddell my dad mm-hmm. and i watched him man <clears throat> we watched him like crazy back when he was real tree road trips when he was hunting with a real yeah. tree and in uh 2007 my my mom actually bought my dad a hunt with him in north dakota for their anniversary what oh, yeah. what no kidding oh i yeah. gotta go hunt with you chase you know everybody dog dude i wish i was young at that time but 
she had uh there was something popped up i guess and you could like buy a hunt and go out there with him for the week or whatever my dad went out there for a week and they stayed in camp he was actually on the real tree road trip show really? just, yeah just for like a second or two you know in like mm-hmm. if they was in camp but uh he called me, my dad got him to call me one night and and he took a couple of pictures of me out there when i was a kid when i shot a couple of deer or something like that he took a couple of pictures out there Waddell signed them all, and then one night they was hanging out at camp, and Waddell called me on my dad's phone, and I answered it. I'm like, hello? He's like, Chase? And I was like, yeah. He's like, what's up, man? This is Michael Waddell. And I, I was like, dude, what? Like, I was freaking, <laughs> even though I knew my dad was out there with him, you know, but it was still just yeah. like, like, he took the time out of his night that night just to call me, you know, and just like, what's up? And then ever since then, man, I've probably met him four or five times at, like, expos and shows and stuff like that and to this day like we went to nwtf in february and we seen him he wasn't at his booth he was walking down a hallway at the hotel that that thing's at and we seen him he's like what's up man i'm like what like how does this dude remember me (laughs) i don't know yeah see that's why i like michael waddell man you can you can read through the bullshit (laughs) and some of these famous hunters and shit and he's about as real as it comes he's He's all for being like the working class, and yep. he he just doesn't give you that like persona that he's too good for you. And oh, he's he, fucking Michael Waddell. He is too good for you, but he don't. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. He is one hell of a dude. That yeah. I, that night we met him. It was the uh, it was like a Friday night before the show. It like you know on Saturdays everybody pours in there, but Friday evening before we checked into the hotel, we went and rode through there and we walked through the expo just like a quick pass by, and we seen him in the hallway. And he's like, shit, man. He's like, me. He had his boy with him. He's like, me and me and Mason, we're fitting to go back to the hotel. We're gonna eat us a damn chicken wing, drink a beer, and we're gonna pass out. We're tired, you know. Like, talk to him. He like me and him been best friends their whole life. I'm like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah see, that's what it's about, man. That's what the industry is about. That's that's yeah. the type of dudes that. Yeah. That's that's why he's so popular though, because he's that type of guy, family guy. Yeah. Cares he, about people. That's probably why he's my biggest inspiration, like in the hunting industry, just because he is such a down to earth, like. And he's not afraid to tell it like it is. He's not afraid to, like, yep, exactly. not afraid to hurt feelings. Like, he's not afraid. Like, most of these guys, I feel like they're, like, they bite their tongue because they don't want to lose a bit of money or they don't want to lose a sponsorship. I feel like Waddell's just like, if y'all don't like how I think, then then, then get yep. on to it. You know, like. Yeah, that's uh, me. You you can ask John. We've been on lives and shit, and I'll say whatever's on my mind. If you don't like it, I don't give two shits. Like, Dale's exactly. been with me many times. He's like, damn, you can't say that. I was like, I don't give a fuck. If you don't like me, we'll see yeah, you all day. <laughs> my show, bud. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm not here to please you, brother. Exactly. I'm just doing what I love. <laughs> yep, exactly. And I'm just fiery person, man. You talk shit to me, I'm talking shit right back. That's just how I am. Exactly. That's how, that's how it's supposed to be. That's what's yeah. wrong with a lot of the world today, man. They're scared. They're yeah, take their opinion because they don't know whose feelings are hurt. I'm I don't care. I believe in what I believe in, and you believe in what you believe in. I'm not going to give you shit for it. So yeah, I know I'm a good person. At the end of the day, I've done some dumb shit in my life, especially right. in my younger days. But exactly, who hasn't though? You know, when it goes when it comes down to it, people know that I care about. They know what I am. And they know the type of person I am. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, man, we're gonna have to get you on here soon. Like, like you said, hopefully we can do a collaboration, man. If you come to Indiana, hopefully we'll be tagged out, and I'll come film you, bro. Yeah, we'll do it for sure, man. I'd be down to do it. Yeah, say so that, that's what I love about doing these podcasts, man. Like me and you would have never talked, never got this connection like we're getting. It's just, it's just awesome. There's, there's nothing like it, like being in the hunting world. Right, it's for sure, man. I, I shoot, I love talking to people and 
especially if it's about hunting. I'll, I'll talk to this damn wall yep. about hunting if it'll talk back, you know, so. That's like I'm sometimes my wife hates it. We might be out in public and just see somebody and then mention hunting. I'm like, oh, you're a hunter? Oh, yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. We'll sit there and talk for an hour and a half. My wife's over there like, can we go now? <laughs> right. Yep. I'm yeah. the same way. <laughs> like, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. If I see a dude with a Lakers hat, I might say something. It's like a 25% chance. But if I see some dude wearing a hunting hat or something, there's yep. just a lot better odds I'm going to go say what's up to him. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm the same exact way. But, uh, yeah, man, Chase, I appreciate it. It was awesome talking to these suburban bucks, and uh, it's got me itching. I might go try out Louisville maybe next year. Yeah, try it out, man. I mean, like you say, you never know. You knock on a door, and there'd be another 200-incher behind there. You you, ne- you never know. Like I said, yeah. like, just like public land, you just got to knock and find out. You never know. Yep. John, last thoughts? Yeah, man, I I kind of with you, Gavin, trying to trying a few different things. I think it's always good to try to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I think that's the only way to make yourself better. You know, I'm thinking about if I get tagged out here in Kansas, maybe even jetting out to, you know, Indiana or even hop in the camper and jump over to Missouri and do some public land, you know, just try something different, man. Yep. 100%, John, you're going to smack a, another 200-inch deer. Yeah, Chase, I don't know if you know this, but uh, John's on year three. He's about to three, trying to three-peat for 200-inch buck. Golly, I didn't know that. Yep. And he's humble as shit. Like, John don't talk about it. On these podcasts, I bring it up every time. John never brings it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a – yeah, I don't know. I'm almost kind of putting pressure on myself, you know, too, to, you know, it's almost feel like, you know, part of you feels like if you don't shoot another 200, 200 inch or you're failing. But then again, you have to remember in your mind that, you know, I've gotten lucky enough and well, I've worked hard at it too, don't get me wrong, but – you know, right. shooting a 211 and, and then a 230-incher, you know, then you're kind of almost pressuring yourself to shoot right. another one this next season. But you have to remind, remember in your mind that that doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. Right. You, right. You know, I don't know if I can strike the same place three times. Yeah, right. my thing for Chase and Whitetails is I go for the top 10%. That's what that's my goal. Yeah. Yep. If, if your area doesn't have a 160-inch buck, well, don't go try to kill 160-inch buck, you know. Right. Is it is it looking good for you so far, John? I mean, have you got cameras and stuff out? You got have you got one that has the potential of going two hundred? Or I don't. Do you know yet? I've got some that I think are going to probably push out one eighties, one nineties right now. Yeah, um, I don't have not got pictures of him yet, but I do have one that I think is going to get the potential, have the potential there. Uh, you know, he just hasn't visited the camera just yet, but he he is in the area, so right. we'll kind of see what luck and. You know, we're about a month and a half from season. Or, well, almost two months, I guess. And A lot can happen between now and then, you know. Right. So I just kind of try to keep tabs on him and, you know, just kind of go from there and try to put a put a plan together. That's right. That's badass, though, man. I, and this is y'all podcast, so usually I don't ask questions. But I got to ask you, like, what – whenever you killed that 230, like, what, what went through your mind, like, whenever you – release the trigger on him or if you shot him with a rifle whatever i don't care what you shot him with it's a <laughs> yeah I shot, here, him, I shot him with my b3 my matthews but yeah it's it's it was just everything there were so many things that happened just actually the day of and the day before that was just just bad you know there was our stuff got stolen our camera and our feeder and our stand got stolen and then that day i shot him actually we put a a redneck blind in the back of my truck. It's one of them hay bale blinds and put it in the back of my truck. It was going down the road. It shifted and it 
what killed me was my pickup. I've got a 2001 Chevy Silverado and just fully restored it, all new paint. That's everything. But when that blind shifted, two of those bolts went down the bedside of that truck and just scratched the holy crap out of that truck. <laughs> Damn. So that was the day that I shot him. So, yeah. um, you know, it was a 90, I think it was 93 degrees that day. And yeah. I decided, you know, we just moved that. Uh, I got a redneck blind that's on a trailer. And we moved it there to where I knew this deer was coming in and out of this waterway. And I was like, usually I like to let them soak. I hunt them the first day, but I was sitting at home. And I'm like, you know what? The wind's right. I think I'm just going to go. So when that deer popped up out of the Milo, I mean, you know, of course, a rush of excitement. But then again, you're like, okay, well, you know, I see him, but I don't know if I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then when he did come in and I did shoot him, it was just a, just a whirlwind of emotions of everything. All the things that went wrong, yeah. all the things he did right. I mean, yeah. it was a, it was a lot, man. It was a, well, you can ask my wife. I, well, I called her and then two of my other buddies, and I was in tears the whole time I was on the phone. I bet. <laughs> he he I felt like Rocky Balboa when he won that match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a, uh, you know, and then uh, we didn't find any, but I thought I watched the deer go down. So they were not finding any blood anywhere. Then, you know, the whole doubt starts to say, I'm like, oh, man, did I really hit him? Did I really see him go down? What, what the hell? Right. And then, uh, you know, so we just started kind of grid searching. And then when I walked up on him, you know, then it's like, holy smokes. Like, right. wow. it, it actually, it took me a minute just to put my hands on his antlers because I was just in awe. I was like, I, you know, what do I touch it? Do I grab it? What, what do I do? You know, <laughs> it, it was John's a got a picture right when he grabs that buck, and you can see in his face, he's like, Oh my god, I bet they, I wouldn't know what to do. Shoot, I, I shoot a 130 inch deer, and you thought I'd just shot a 300 inch deer. I, I, <laughs> I go all to pieces. So oh, I, that is me, bro. I shot that 120. But you know, I get the same way when I shoot a doe, you know, I still. Oh yeah. Even when a doe walks in, you know, I, I still start to shake. I still get excited, you know, just as much as shooting a two thirty, you know. I maybe right. a little bit more, but you know, I still get really excited just shooting a doe or and don't think that, you know, a six and a half year old hundred and thirty inch buck walks in, I ain't gonna shoot him because I'm gonna right. shoot that deer. You know, right. I'm not a you know, I've been lucky like I said, I've done a lot of work, been lucky enough to shoot some big deer the last four or five years, but mm-hmm. man, I'll tell you what, I I'm, I'm I haven't really ever been a horn hunter though either. You know, big mature buck walks in, I'm I'm going to shoot him. Right. Yeah. One thing I don't understand, man. Some of these guys, like, not trying to knock, I'm not talking shit, but I they shoot these studs and they don't even have emotion. Like, I just don't understand it. Yeah, I'm the same exact way. But like, I watch a video and it like ruins it when they shoot it. And they're like, "You see that? Yeah, man. I just shot a giant." I'm like, "How are you fucking talking to him? I'll be falling out of the tree stand." Yeah, fist pump in the air about knocking my buddy out of the tree stand fucking so yeah. fired up you know like yeah, we were talking just last night about a uh, Luke Bryan yeah exactly I, I was watching y'all's live when y'all was talking about that oh really <laughs> yeah if you watch if you go to my YouTube channel there's a video on there of last year I took my buddy Levi we was going on a doe day hunt down there and a decent buck come in and he actually shot it and in the video he's like did I hit him? Like, did I hit him good? Like, is he dead? Is, I think he kept saying, is he dead? And yeah. I popped that clip up of Luke Bryan in the video. <laughs> mocked him. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. The video I watched of you, you said that you're like, 
that's always the worst when you shoot a deer and you, you know you hit them good pretty like yeah. pretty sure but you're always like you always especially if you have a buddy with you like did i hit him good you yeah. always like <laughs> you, you have to ask that like I hit oh, him yeah. Good, right yeah yeah my, my buddies give me hell i have like a bad habit i don't know why I do it. it's not a bad habit i don't guess it's just a habit of mine like if i shoot a buck 99 percent of the times I don't know why, but I take my hat off and I sling it like a cowboy hat at the rodeo. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You bet. It's like, it's like a signature move of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Mine's I, I do the fist pump like let's fucking go. Oh, yeah. And then and then I, I always scream. Um, yep. the past few deer I've shot, I let out like a war cry. I'm like, let's oh, yeah. go. <laughs> yep. But uh yeah, man. Chase, I appreciate it. Uh let's let's plug your stuff so people can find your page and find the the page you're part of like your youtube and everything mm-hmm. yeah so my instagram and stuff it's just fam trad media and then facebook's fam trad media and then same on youtube it's just fam trad media hell yeah man like i was going through my i'll have to watch some more videos I, I enjoyed the one i watched right before we get on here i just wanted to get a little feel for you you know yeah yeah for sure yeah and like i said we just dropped last august so we, we've got a couple videos on there and then we got some we're, we're holding back and gonna post later in the year and then we got a couple i think we got three turkey hunts that we'll post probably around february or something like that so but we hope to we hope to really pump it out this year so we'll see yep we got some more coming in i've got uh three kills on my family property nephew shot his first buck i shot a stud mature doe and then i shot my buck you couldn't see me shoot my buck but you can see everything until the shot goes off just because he started he started trotting off and i was like if you try to film him he's gone forever right but uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it. You got some good things coming for you. You, you and your your buddies are doing it for the right reasons, and uh, you're passionate about it. That's what we. That's what we're all about. Uh, everything and anything white tails, man. We can sit here and talk for hours. Right, for sure. Yep. But yeah, man, I had a, I had a blast talking with y'all too. It's probably one of the coolest podcasts I've done down there. Yep. So we'll heck, we'll get back on here at the end of season, see how everybody's season went and stuff like that. If y'all want to, and like yeah, said, yeah. or something. So and during the season, I'm gonna do kind of like a just like a deer hunting report like what mm-hmm. people are seeing in different parts of the country so i'll get a hold of you for that and uh yeah next next time we need to get your buddy on with you have both yeah, of you hop sure. on a podcast leave on too man yeah yeah for sure we'll do it all right john you got anything else brother no i think we got it bro all right man i appreciate you guys and it was a good episode i enjoyed this one a lot this was a long one but the long ones are the good ones that's right <laughs> all right man it was good talking to you guys all right, Chase, have a good one brother